0: Each month, Rogue Sounds spotlights live music events coming our way. Co-host Josh Gross brings us some of the folks taking their musical acts on the road in January, and this time even into February. The days are short, the weather can be dreary, but there's plenty of fun to be had in attending performances the bands Josh offers up with Jeff Riley on our Rogue Sounds podcast. Josh Gross, Happy New Year. Welcome back to The Exchange.
1: Oh, I'm always glad to be back here, this year or last or the next.
0: <laughs> Anytime. But yeah, 2024 yawns before us with, I don't know, big things on the music scene, I guess. Uh,
1: I always think there's going to be big things in the music scene, but I guess that's the problem of being a true believer, you know.
0: <laughs> true believer in all kinds of music, we should point out, which is one of the, the joys of uh, doing Rogue Sounds is that uh, you introduce us to a lot of stuff. Well, I feel
1: like if... There's a difference between liking music in principle and liking one specific kind of music, and I think a lot of people think that they like the for- they're the former kind of person, and in fact they're the latter. For me, I'm definitely the former. I'm a I'm a generalist. I'm just interested in it in principle, and I'm always looking for the next new thing.
0: All right. So I don't know how new these guys are, but this is uh, Dirtwire coming to the Ashland Armory, the old Ashland Armory, on Tuesday, the 9th of January. Let's listen to Dirtwire and Behind the Tree. waiting for vocals there. We never got them. What can you tell us about Dirtwire?
1: Dirtwire is just a, they're just a fascinating genre mash. I mean, some of the genres they refer to themselves as include Future Revival, Swamp Tronica, Spaghetti Step. I like that one a lot. Uh, Electro Twang. I, I mean, they're, one of the really interesting sort of movements in modern electronic music is, you know, so originally electronic music was just sort of like sounds generated by you know, synthesizers. And now so much of it has to do with sampling, which means you can just grab a piece of sound from anywhere and sort of work it in. And so you're seeing a lot more influence of world music mixed in with some sort of like, you know, hip hop or down tempo beats or, you know, just even some of the sort of production techniques uh, endemic to electronic music. And you get these just fascinating genre mashups of basically everything and everything. And uh, Dirt Wire is definitely one of those, you know, intersections of kind of like everything. And they're bringing in all sorts of cool instruments and all sorts of cool sounds. And it's just got like a nice, chill vibe, you know. Uh, It's just a, you hear it, you're going to be like, ooh, what's that?
0: Yeah, truly. And and adding the word Swamptronica to it, which I wrote down and underlined, I want to hold on to that one. It gives it a certain (laughs) other level of uh, sheen.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but it feels right, you know, when you're saying like, okay, I, I get that because you're kind of bringing some of those like bluesy, folksy sort of like, you know, down the swamp sort of Delta sounds like, you know, like banjos or, you know, you know, little hums or something. But, you know, you're having that like that, that groovy, uh, you know, electronic sort of down tempo vibe that really makes it like an entrancing sort of genre blend. So, I mean, I think that it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know. It's not like you got anything else going on on January 9th. I mean, come on, everyone's still still hungover <laughs> from New Year's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people might still be, true. Uh, so Wednesday, the 24th, we uh, move on to the—it's also at the Ashland Army, old Ashland Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papadojo, let's, uh, let's listen to Papa Papadojo perform Epiphany here. I really like the merging of techniques here with Papadojo, uh, Josh, because they, uh, they, you know, they play the instruments fairly hard, but the voices are so soft, and I was really intrigued by the blend.
1: Yeah, it's got kind of like a blend of like uh, indie rock and uh, and you know some that would be sort of summarized under the jam or groove scene and uh you know they bring in a lot of again a lot of genre mashing a lot of you know sort of stuff they're pulling from prog and soft rock but also from sort of electronic and groove based stuff but you know with lots lots of you know sort of extended improvisation mixed in in their live shows i mean these are guys who definitely are uh masters of their instruments and who are not afraid to noodle around until they find something you know they've never heard before and uh You know, they've got a big reputation on the the sort of festival and jam scene. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if they've been to town specifically before, but, uh, you know, I think they're going to find fertile grounds for uh, what they're doing.
0: And that is at the Old Ashland Armory on the 24th of January, Papadogio, And that song was called Epiphany. Uh, We're talking to Josh Gross with uh, this month's edition of Rogue Sounds for January. And we move on to talk about the Delta Bombers uh, coming yeah. to the dip in ready. I hear a yeah already, so let's hear the Delta Bombers. I love bombers. the
1: Delta Bombers. These guys are great.
0: All right, this is called Save Me.
1: I luck, the tongue ran out.
0: Yeah, once you give me a term, I want to use it over and over again. Is this this month's edition of Psychobilly?
1: (laughs) You know, they're a little more in the Rockabilly than the Psychobilly. Psychobilly kind of has to do with um, a little more punk influence and a little more of the oftentimes uh, inclusion of uh, uh, themes related to, like, horror movies or, you know, sort of like horror cinema. Uh, But these guys are definitely within the sort of the Rockabilly world. They're out of Las Vegas. I really love the sort of like Western kind of cowboy vibe, you know? And I feel like you could really like tell bands that have like maybe like live in the desert cause they've got that like they sound like they're playing the guitar on the back of a horse as it's just sort of like strolling off into the sunset, you know, in that you know, like a John Ford movie or something. And I think these guys have that that sound. It's just a it's cool, cool, groovy sound. Um, they, Tour pretty consistently. Uh, they've only been through town, uh, the area a couple times. Mostly, they tour in Europe. Um, Rockabilly is very big in like Scandinavia and a lot of uh, Northern Europe. Uh, but uh, I, I just think it's a really cool kind of groovy cowboy flavored sound, a little more country than rock. And uh, but I like what it's what they're doing with it a lot.
0: That international thing is always really fascinating to me. The way that that uh, bands that can be like eh, in their home countries can be like gigantic heroes in other places.
1: You know, I think, and I, I'm going to paint with a very broad brush here, so you, forgive me my any trespasses I paint walk away. into a manfield. But uh, I feel like a lot of times what people like about, um, like, international imports is something that they sort of like the purest distillation of something, you know? And, you know, like, if you were to say, to summarize American music and it's like purest distillation, like, sort of like the real, like, rockabilly is like, that's the, that's like the archetype, the cartoon version of rock and roll. And so if you were to say, so, of course, it kind of makes sense that that seems like it would catch on in other places because, you know, other countries have always been very good about picking up, uh, you know, like the sort of the, the roots of what it is that we're doing. And that's like the sort of like the roots of American music is that, you know, that uh, rock and roll vibe. So it kind of makes sense that rock and really catches on elsewhere. It's also very big in Japan, uh, again, I think for some of the same reasons, you know, but we like when we like J- Japanese bands, we like the most Japanese bands that there are to find, you know, so it kind of go, cuts both ways.
0: Interesting. So so I get some some level of purity then, in, the, in the, or for lack of a better term, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's more just a, it's like, almost like reduction. It's like, what is the, what is the, that's it. Like, that's it. They've really just distilled it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so Delta Bombers will be at the Dip in Reading on the 29th of January, the next day at the Talent Club, the Henhouse Prowlers. And we'll learn about those in just a minute from Josh. First, we'll hear a song called My Little Flower. My Little Flower. It's your letter. La- Not sure if my jaw was hanging open when uh, when this was playing, but uh, I, I certainly have the feeling that it could be because just just the musicianship and, and the uh, and the vocals, or the tightness of the harmonies, is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, these guys are again masters of their craft, and uh, you know, it's sort of circling back to some of what we were talking about with the Delta Bombers. These guys are also doing like very traditional, like American, you know, like music. Like this, this style of music, there's pieces of it that are elsewhere, but this is like something that kind of is purely American. To the point where um, uh, this band, the Hinn House Prowlers, they've actually done work for the U.S. State Department as cultural ambassadors. So they've traveled around the world, sort of talking about um, traditional roots and bluegrass music to other parts of the world. And, and so, then have like learned from other cultural ambassadors and brought back pieces of world music to incorporate into their own. But because you can hear that, like, there's something so purely, uh, so so purely Americana about it that you don't that wouldn't come from anywhere else. And uh, I think it's really fascinating. And there's, and there's just so good at it. Like it, it, the level of skill required to play the graphs is really hard to wrap your head around because it's, you know, the string bands, it's like all the instruments replace pieces of the drum set. You yes, know, and sort yes. of like the, mm-hmm. it has to be so rhythmically tight as, and be harmonically tight at the same time. And it is very, a lot of the songs are just very fast.
0: <laughs> so yeah, they, they really are, are. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was just like, digging on that finger work. Yeah.
1: Yeah they hard to overstate how uh, technically difficult some of this music is, uh, despite its sort of reputation as being just sort of like, you know, backwoods hillbilly stuff. You know, it's, it's very sophisticated and it's a... Uh these guys are masters of it. If you have a chance to go to the show, I'd highly
0: recommend it. Handhouse Prowler's at the Talent Club on the 30th of January. That's a Tuesday. And then we move into February with the next one. Um, just in case we, we miss the deadline to do February, uh, Rogue Sounds. Uh, this is The Temptations coming to the Cascade Theater in Reading. And I think a lot of people will yeah. know this one oh, right yeah. away. Oh, boy. Hey, mama I think I've had that melody embedded in my head since I first heard this song in the 70s. And uh, boy, just getting back into it and hearing the complexity of, of the, the layering of the, the trumpets on reverb and stuff like that. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, again, it, it, it's this is another group. It's hard to overstate ah, what a big deal this group is. You know, like the, their hits are legendary for a reason. Their songs are fantastic. Their presence was fantastic. Like, like genuinely cool stuff that are like sort of cornerstones of American culture, and just great, great songs. Every one of them a sing along. Like you go through their their catalog, it's just hit after hit after hit after hit after song that should be a hit after. Just stuff that just sort of like tells the story of your life. You know, and. Uh, it, see him. What? Come on, it's The Temptations.
0: Why wouldn't you see them? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, come really. on. yeah uh, so that's uh, The Temptations coming to the Cascade Theater in Reading on Wednesday, the 7th of February. Let me run back to, through the whole list uh, from the top, and of course these are all posted at our website at JeffExchange.org. So we got Dirtwire, Uh, coming to the Old Ashland Armory on Tuesday, the 9th of January. Uh, Papadozio also at the Old Ashland Armory on the 24th. That's a Wednesday. Uh, Delta Bombers coming to the dip in Redding on Monday, the 29th of January. Henhouse Prowlers coming to the Talent Club on the 30th of January, Tuesday. And then, of course, The Temptations coming to the Cascade Theater in Redding on Wednesday, the 7th of February. So quite a list again, and not not a bad list for early in the year when things are kind of slow in a lot of places.
1: No, I mean January can be a little slow, but I always say like, one, uh, the lines are shorter, so it's nice to get uh-huh. in, so you don't have to worry as much about that. But also, and this is this, big deal, if someone's touring in January, there's a reason for it, and you know that means that they're committed because most people take that time off. So if they're out there touring in January, it means they want to be on the road, and if they want to be on the road and they want to be touring, that means they're going to do a good show. So there's. Really, this is a time when you may see a better show than you would ever see the rest of the year because people are in it for a reason. They're committed, you know?
0: Rogue Sounds, Josh Gross. Rogue, uh, Josh, rather. I'm going to give you the wrong first name. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us on The Exchange.
1: Always glad to be here, Jeffrey.